check out my sh- my stuff, man. Check out my paintings, and like I'm gonna maybe go DJ I'm in so Europe and backpack. <laughs> yeah, you're like we all go through our pretentious phase, you know what I mean? So like you're you're there now, um, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Uh, and I think it's dope. Soon you'll have you been writing poetry? No. <sighs> God damn. I mean, that's my the... my artwork is my poetry. Oh, okay, damn. We should get into that. Uh, but, but in general, so, I feel like poetry shamey. Nah, dude, I, I literally, I can go through my phone right now. I wrote a poem a day when, for like the first month I was here in Brazil. Damn. Uh, that's, I, I do that. Now. I just, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can't speak the language. <laughs> and we just write, write some let shit. Let me write how I feel. <laughs> so I was just writing poems every single fucking day, just alone in Brazil. Dude, did I tell you? What? So this is crazy. When Yaz left, I don't know if I told you this. What? When Yaz left, the day she was leaving, mm-hmm. like, I didn't care, bro. I was, like, good. So recently, so anyone listening, my wife, Yaz, she left back to the U.S. for, like, a week, like, two weeks, mm-hmm. and left me in Brazil with, like, the baby. It was my idea. I told her to go. I thought it was, like, going to be really cool for her. I thought it was going to give me, like, you know, bonus points. Like I was gonna have tons of sex. Like when she got back, like I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a good ass yeah. husband. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. I was like, this is good. Yeah. But I'm talking. Well, I was, I was like, also, I got super sick that weekend, just like vomiting like crazy. Um, and then, and Yaz was like taking care of me. And then she's like leaving the house to go to the airport. Has to take herself to the airport because I'm like, I can't leave. Mm-hmm. And instantly, I jump out of bed and I just start walking around. She's like. What's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like I need to walk. And immediately I realized, oh, no, I'm having a panic attack. Because my <laughs> body fucking realized, Damn. nigga, you're about to be alone in a separate continent oh, without shit. the person who actually brought you here, who yeah. speaks the fucking language. The source. Bro. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I like don't think it like it didn't click till uh, her bags were in motion towards the door, yeah. and I'm just like walking around the house, just opening the fridge, closing the fridge, like moving <laughs> things around. <laughs> and she's like, "Yo, what what is going on?" I was like, "I don't know. I think ah, maybe you don't have to go." Uh, like literally full on, just like hearts racing, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm I'm having a panic attack. Like, yeah. I'm about to be fucking alone in Brazil." Yeah. And there was a couple of days there that like, there would be moments where I had to like make sure everything was planned out. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, if there was a moment of just like a break, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm alone Yeah. in Brazil. Yeah. Not, and honestly, me alone probably still would have freaked out, but me alone with a two year old. Yeah. What the f- fuck? <laughs> yeah. Nah, I didn't like oh, that yeah. shit. <laughs> I did not like that shit at all. But me and Mia bonded. Life was good. good. Life, life was good. So my question, speaking of panic attacks, um, uh, I'm gonna make it short. Like I say, I say we just like shoot shit, but like keep it short. Yeah. Like, I don't know if niggas want to listen to us, anyways, yeah. and I don't know if people are gonna like being called niggas. Yeah, let's let's, let's keep it off under like 30, 40 minutes. No, no, no. That's not like you know. That's not like you know. That's not throw a time on there. You know what I mean? I mean, we're nigga, artists. we're about to hit ten minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't really want it to be long. Ten minutes of nothing. <laughs> no, I'll get good teasers. It'll be good clickbait. It'll Fine, be like, perfect. you know, we'll have some good clickbait of just like 
I don't know what the pain feels. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll, we'll have some good, we'll have some good shit in there. Um, my question that I want us to talk about, and uh, you know, at least for myself, I could talk for fucking days, but I wanted to ask you this question, man, which was uh, the importance of pain in creating, in all your creation and your artwork. Chikadi is a brilliant artist, class of his own. Thank you. Too many niggas are, you know and non-niggas are comparing <laughs> comparing him we'll compare him to basquiat which is a huge you know compliment but he really is in a class of his own and is creating i really believe from his own individual perspective you are man and i think that what you're you're doing in the stories that you're you're creating from the stories and the voice that you're giving to other people through what you do is is going to be something that people look back from you know years from now um and go holy shit like this is this is historic so um and uh i think is there pain in what you use is pain important in your creation is pain important in your story and your perspective mm -hmm. is it not you know and like do you think people need to have pain in order to be artists like what's mm -hmm. the what's the importance of like i guess pain in art uh okay okay so <clears throat> okay i would okay <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 it's like i'm about to rap like uh, uh okay 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 uh, okay uh, i would definitely say that in my art specifically it was it's it started i started painting because i was going through a lot of pain um, and specifically, I don't think necessarily you need pain to create beautiful things. Um, and it also doesn't only have to be art like before as well. Like when I was in pain, I would just go to the gym and I would try to create a physique that I would want. Um, or like people cook or people clean when they're in pain. So there's many different like ways of doing it, but for me specifically, I would totally say that now I'm coming, I've matured a lot. So in the beginning, it was mostly yeah. for therapy. So I started doing art in, hello, you muted yourself. Yeah, because I don't know, can you hear that car in the background? No, I can't. Yeah, well, you should have kept going. <laughs> you muted You're yourself and I was I like, oh, wanted... fuck. I'm just trying to make sure you didn't hear the car. Um, Anyways, no, you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm either gonna have to cut this up or just continue. No, 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 no. just leave it. Just leave it. Uh, so I would say that in uh, in high school, I was just creating just to like find my own lane in the art world. I was introduced to like many mediums like realism and pointillism and just like other random stuff that didn't really like take my eye until my art teacher introduced me to like neo-expressionist art and introduced me to like Basquiat and Keith Haring and Jackson Pollock and all these greats. Um, and so that led me down the rabbit hole of kind of just like exploring what my art would look like. And I've always been a really expressive person. And so I ended up kind of just in that niche and then going into college, I always say this, I was just like a dumbass college student just trying to figure it out. 
Um, didn't really care about art. Switched my major like five times. Uh, what was your major while you were in college? Bro, I told you I switched it five times. Do you want me to say all five? But, well, <laughs> well, at least tell me like one or two. I don't even know what direction you were okay, thinking so, you were head. So at first it was like business administration and then it switched to like kinesiology and then it just kept the ball just kept rolling and then i did yeah. art and then i did psychology and then i did sociology and then i dropped out <laughs> <laughs> nice nice um, nice yeah and then also too when covid hit um there was like legit nothing to do uh back in 2020 yeah. and so it was just like well, I'm going through a lot. It's kind of hard for me to like process what's going on right now. I can't afford a therapist, nor do I kind of want to go to therapy. Um, and so like I still had all my art supplies at home. And then just like me being bored, not really like hanging out with people or doing like my usual routine of like going to the gym and seeing people. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's start painting again and let's try to like feel it out. And I just kept digging this hole of just emotions, just daily thoughts, yeah. which is why I told you like poetry to me is when I paint because I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely, I'm actually writing things. I'm blocking it. I'm erasing it. Only I can tell uh, in each painting, what was going on. And there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't see because I already covered it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, during COVID, like I lost my aunt to like breast cancer and like we weren't able to like see her cause of COVID. A lot of people were just like dying, you know, lockdown, depression, just like so much was going yeah. on, especially like in my current situation with like, my mom's health and just like navigating it between the two of us during COVID. And so, yeah, yeah I just went to the canvas. I went to random objects and I just started going at it and painting. And what made you go to, what made you go to the canvas and what made you go to the random objects? Cause I remember that, 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 season and obviously i mean obviously canvas can make sense because it's normal but i remember seeing not knowing that you really you know were even an artist in that right obviously i knew you were extremely creative but then uh in what you started doing and it was you know different things it would be a door it would be yeah i remember i remember one of the first ones i thought was so sick was something you did on like the mail you got usps oh, like yeah, amazon yeah, mail yeah, or something yeah. and i remember just being like this is tight uh, <laughs> yeah. like i just thought that was so cool and what made you your brain go i'm gonna i'm gonna use this to to paint on to sketch on to create something uh so the reason why i didn't only stick to canvas even till now is because canvases are expensive and yeah. what I learned through like some of the greats back in like the eighties and whatnot is that a lot of them were broke. Um, and so they had to like think outside the box and use a lot of things that were just free. So for example, like Boski, I would just grab random strip, random shit from like the street and then just yeah. paint on it because he was homeless. And then, so like yeah. it clicked to me, like I don't have like, $120 to like buy like a roll of canvas or like X amount of money for my supplies. Um, 
So I got creative. And so like the example you gave, I, what I did was that I got like the Amazon package and it's a smiley face, but I turned it upside down and made it a sad face. And then my neighbor like stole something from me that wasn't mine, but it was my uncle's and I was like really hot because I pressed them, but we don't need to talk about it. But I think it's a fucking clown. And so what I did was I painted a clown and then I using the mouth of the Amazon to be like the sad face on the clown. And then I was like, my neighbor's a fucking clown. I wrote my neighbor's a fucking clown on that shit. And I felt better after that. Um, Is that usually what happens when you when you create when after you're done creating something? Is it an immediate? I feel better. Do you ever feel like there is uh, a void? Not not all the time. So I feel like personally when I when I get to express myself on uh, in different ways through like painting, it allows me to actually like visualize my problems and like my mistakes. And it helps me kind of, what's the word? It helps me process. Uh, It helps me process both parties, both sides of the story. And towards the end of the complete, when when the painting's done, I get to a conclusion. And sometimes even when I'm done with the painting, I could feel really unsettled and I could like hate the art piece. Like there's a lot of art I've made that I don't like looking at and that I actually like want to throw away uh, because it's like attached to like emotions and certain events and stuff like that. Or it's a self-reflection of myself. And during that time that I don't, you know, appreciate at all. Um, And so... For the most part, I say, yes, I do feel relieved in a way uh, because I get to process and visualize and, you know, see it in flesh. Uh, But there are times where there's no resolution and that's just it. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's what I would say. Should people do you think people should look for? A resolution because it's like you were mentioning even before like you didn't even have the money for mm-hmm. like a therapist like mm-hmm. and yet art in this weird way became your therapy mm-hmm. do you think like what what made you think that that was the pathway that you should trust if it wasn't creating instant uh, you know, resolutions so this is what I tell people uh, everybody in this world is born to do something. Uh, yeah. And everybody in their DNA, for some odd reason, is either a really fucking talented singer, really fucking athletic. In my case, I'm a really good fucking painter. And it's just like, I think from an early age as well, like my mom would take me to museums. Uh, she would buy me like all the crayons. I would, you know, draw on books. Even now, like even in college, bro, like I wasn't even taking notes. I didn't even notice this, but I notice it now. Like I wasn't even taking notes. I was dead ass drawing because I did not want to fall asleep in class. Like I was yeah. just doing shit like that my whole life. And it didn't click until until covid 
that that was a way for me to like cope and process. But then this is how I knew when I wanted this to be like my career path and kind of just like my entrance into financial freedom is just like people, people like yourself, uh, you know, you bought like the first art piece from me, like paid for the supplies, everything paid me, you know, good to make that first piece. And so like people started seeing the vision when I couldn't and they supported that. And then I started to see it for myself. And then I not only had clients, I started doing competitions. I won competitions, started doing group shows. And then now I just finished like my second solo show. Um, And so like, there's just this momentum that was like sparked through other people like yourself that saw it in me. And so I think just knowing what's just like in my soul and just like in my genetics to do and my part in the world to give. And then also having people acknowledge that and like light that fire. Yeah. I would say that's how I knew like this was the start of it. Do you get ever get scared that, cause it sounds like when you started, you didn't, you started as a way of reflection, as a way of expression. And midway through, you you saw that not only is this just the way for expression, but it can be the way to financial freedom. Like it can be the way to like, you know, take care and serve the people I you love, you know, close. Um, and do you think that? Do you ever get scared that it will lose that that full kind of freedom and therapeutic nature that it has? in pursuit also of being able to ensure that you do have financial freedom can serve. Do you, do you get scared one? And do you ever think that if, if so, or if not, what ways are you, you know, working with that in mind? Uh, I would say probably at first it was kind of scary. Uh, but then I kind of had to learn that just like money comes and goes. Um, but not only that, what do you mean by that? Uh, I feel like personally, the, 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 the times that I really try to hold on to money and actually like stack up, it was when I lost like most of my money. I feel like I've, I feel like I've gained a healthy understanding (laughs) that money is a tool and that it just, it's just comes in cycles, really. Uh, I just have to be smart enough not to like max out my credit card and just, you know, make my payment plan and then I'm like good. Um, yeah. But I would say I, I hate, okay. I, I've been, I've been dissecting a lot about myself. I hate authority. I hate being under someone. Same. I hate working for someone. I've, so many, I worked so many jobs, but I always end up quitting between one to three months of having that job. Like, I don't even put yeah, it in yeah. a two-week notice. I'm just like, hey, guys, I'm quitting. Like, I've dead-ass done that so many times. Yeah. Um, and I've always realized about myself, even as a kid in middle school, like, I was a kid who sold, like, chips and soda in school. Like, I've, I've or yeah. clean shoes. Like, I've always been a hustler. And so, like... 
even now, I was just, I, it, it kind of hit me in this conversation, like, I would rather be stressed out, you know, and like frustrated and not being able to create something for a client yet or have deadlines. I would much rather be stressed out about that than to be stressed out at a job that I fucking hate and I fucking hate this management. I don't give a fuck about the customers. Like I dead ass have no purpose in this job and I'm fulfilling someone else's dream. So I... I would say now I'm not scared and I would much rather deal with like the emotions and all that comes with, you know, making money and also like enjoying the process and stuff. And then also too, like outside of creating projects for people, I also want to cut out time to create for myself more. Um, because also too, like when I showcase my work independently and do like a show or whatever, like I have stuff ready. So I, yeah. I have to have like a balance to it. That's good, man. Yeah, I think well, one, I was just gonna say when you even said money comes and goes, something I read last year that like when it got me, it was like this guy, yeah, I think it was Bob Proctor who said it. And he said, uh, it's called currency mm-hmm. because it's just like it's emotion it's like the currents it's like it's constantly going so he was like like think about wealth in any way it has to be let go it has to get out of your hands that's whether you put an investment that's whether you put it in trust that's whether you like if you want to truly be wealthy you invest back in your business you invest into other people you let you invest by delegating and getting employees you like you you do all of these different things that's letting go of money the entire time in order to make money so it's like it does come and go and it's literally a currency and the people who hold on and they're so afraid to let go do end up finding themselves more broke later on and that's been my you know my journey with money as i've gotten older from you know just like not understanding money at all and then even in music like you know i had some really whack beliefs and you know a lot of that stemmed from you know the way i grew up and thinking about you know god and life and i thought so much was just predetermined and you know and i was like oh i don't need to spend all this money on my music career or money and reinvest the money like God will bless me. And I would just say that stuff. And then I'd be kind of stuck in the same place. And I was just like, dude, go out and buy the supplies. Like it took me years to buy this mic years because I just was like, I don't want to use it for that. I need to go use it for something else. But really I'm just running away from reinvesting into the thing that I'm saying I love. So my actions aren't aligning with what I'm actually saying. Like I love music. Why don't I have my interfaces? Why don't I have my monitors? You're blocking your own blessings. Like you love these things. It's really the sign of faith, trust, and letting go when you actually do put money into the thing that you love. And for some strange reason, I was going, well, I will be blessed and things will be taken care of and the karma and God, the universe, everything. I'm not going to even use money towards any of the stuff. Cause I was saying that that was a sign of like faith when sure it is, but it's like, it's also a sign of faith to fucking put money into what you are talking yourself, about yeah. into the thing that you're saying man like i love this thing and that was scary yeah. and i think that if i was being honest my my largest amount of pain the thing that i probably was going through the most during that time was this fear of like if i 
if I choose to put money towards any of the things that I'm into or interested in, then what I'm also saying is I am now opening myself up to be vulnerable to what if this doesn't work? Yeah. And I think that was my d deepest fear really in the end was like, as soon as I put 200, 300, 500, 600 thousands into what I'm into yeah. and it doesn't work, I'm screwed. Yeah. And that stemmed from me believing again, so much was predetermined. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this. I don't know if it's like my purpose in life. I don't know, like all of these other things that were happening. And that was keeping me away from just also too, bro. Like just doing also it Also too. Like, I know you can't relate to this because you, you grew up in a immigrant family. It's just like, I, Half, half immigrant. Half immigrant. I, I don't want to okay. claim full immigrant. Right. Yeah, half. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm half, yeah, too. Half, half. Uh, <laughs> I mean, technically, technically, my, my, technically, my my dad's family were slaves niggas uh, in America. So, 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 so technically, technically yeah. we're both full. Technically we're both full. Don't quote us. Don't quote us on that but shit. growing up <laughs> in a Filipino family, it's, I think... Just like my family coming to the U.S., you know, having their degrees, getting good paying jobs, being nurses or doctors or whatever. Um, I think for them to invest in certain things that are out of our family's comfort zone or out of what works is a scary thing. So like early yeah. on as a kid, like sports or like playing an instrument like yeah you can invest in that early on yeah if, if possible just so you know as extracurricular activities but then here's when it really hit was when i was like in college or i was about to go into college and i was telling people like i do not want to go to school at all and they all forced yeah. me so i went and i end up i end up dropping out two years later but like even yep. I, it took me like two years to tell my family that I'm doing art full on and I dropped out of college and I'm doing tattoos. I'm doing yeah. all this crazy shit. And it's just like, yeah. I think growing up in that way for a long time and not having like your own people kind of just like invest in what they see. It's also kind of just like a trauma response for yourself because it's kind of just like, like you said, like what if what if they're right? That's not going to work out. And so like yeah. investing in ourselves is kind of just like, Oh, we're just being them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I also, I would say that as well. It's yeah, it's definitely like a lot of the stuff comes from the pain of our family members and that pain trickles down and trickles down. It can go one generation up the next until one person stands up and says, I'm going to just use the pain. Yeah as like a way to create. And I think my, I'd say my dad was definitely that person in my family. Um, he did it in a different way, you know, as a pastor, but like in a way that like, whether people believe in Christianity and religion and any of that stuff. And me and my dad, you know, we differ on a lot of beliefs, but like the way that he like created the life he had mm. and like in the, and I mean that by like the way of like him, having all these options to like be a sellout and like say no to all these other things. And like, he could have left, you know, the hood in DC and Southwest when it was like bad and like gone to the suburbs and like done a bunch of other stuff and made it out with a bunch of money. But instead he just was like, nah, I'm supposed to be here. Like I'm not giving up and him choosing not to be here, put the family 
or not to leave that area, the family went to crap. Like my mom couldn't work for a while, you know, she was getting green cards and all that stuff set up and, uh, you know, and she was finishing up her master's degree in the process of so like, my mom's not working. My dad's making that crap money, but they're both trying to put us through private school. We're living, my parents are living in the basement of my grandma's house. My sister and I are living basically in closets. And I think I learned at that stage in my life. And I remember so early, like I remember seventh grade being there and like journaling, like something like to like God. Yeah. And I just being like, I I'm meant to be here. This is so awesome. I'm getting better at soccer, which I was, yeah. I'm getting better at like drawing. Cause I was trying to draw at the time I was like starting, I was writing my own music and like, right. I want to be the next Lupe fiasco. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to be a rapper. <laughs> and there was all of these, yeah. there's all these things that were happening at that time. And I just remember that was my first real moment of realizing I like to, I can numb mm. and I can use perspective mm. to make myself feel like all of this shit isn't real pain. We're living in closets. Yeah. Parents are living in the yeah. basement. Like we don't, and then eventually we, my parents try to make it feel better. And like, we go to the suburbs, but then we live in the suburbs. And I remember how heartbroken my mom was because one of our like, you know, we're living in the white suburbs and one of the parents came over and made some comment about how we didn't have enough money or like how we knew we didn't have enough money, but they made some comment about how there was, a, we had been living in the house for months and we had no furniture. It had a whole room that had no furniture in it because we had the money to, to put furniture in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, no, it's fine. Who cares? That's just like yeah. the home. Uh, and I remember my mom just being heartbroken by it and me just being like, oh, well, it's okay. Yeah. Like, we're going to be good. Yeah. Like, everything's going to be yeah. good. We're going to yeah. be good because I just so desperately wanted to run from pain. And I ran through from pain for years until I think I finally, and it really hasn't happened to the last like year, I will say. And in the last year of accepting and using my own story, my own pain, my own shit is when I think I've created the best art. It's when, you know, I'm writing a song like hands up, don't shoot after finally accepting like you know the racist things that have you know happened in my life the cops i've encountered those moments that I, every single time i encountered a cop i just always was like well he's just doing his job and i'm getting screamed and yelled at i'm getting my white girlfriend's being asked if she's here on willingly or if she's been like kidnapped yeah. by me and i'm sitting there like well he's just stopping human trafficking yeah. like it's like you know i'm just like like dude, i was doing that my whole fucking yeah. life because i kept trying to find a way to not feel shit but the moment i finally started feeling it, it hurt like crap it's the moment i actually had words to fucking yeah. say and that is like for me when i think about pain and when i think about the way that like I create, I really wish I could avoid it. And not having a, a kid, got this two-year-old, bro. I told Jet, I called Jet up the other day and said, I need to go to therapy. And he was like, what's up, man? And I was like, bro, I need to go to therapy because like some other little kid was like trying to like bully Mia on like the playground. And I dead ass was like, yo, oh, I'm about to punch this kid. Like I was like everything. And I'm like, this kid, we're talking this kid's yeah. like four. Everything <laughs> in me was like, I'm gonna punch this bro. kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, oh, this kid's getting punched. Where's their parents? I'm about to punch this kid. And Jet was like, okay. Uh -huh. I was like, no, but like my brain was like, dude, 
I will not allow my daughter to cry. But I realized that if I had not gone through what I went through, I would not be able to have the voice that I have. And I wish that just that wasn't true. I'm like looking and I realize I find myself searching through like, you know, meditation stuff, abundant yeah. stuff. Like I think I was so attracted to Joe Dispenza and I still love the stuff that he talks about, but I was so attracted to that because so much of it felt like this is my way out. I'm not having to feel pain, but it's like, but you, you, you can choose your perspective. You can choose your attitude, yeah. but the shit's going to happen. And like some of the stuff is your fault and you got to own up to it. But some of the stuff you can't like when I'm reading man's search for meaning by Victor Frankl, who's like in Auschwitz, like in a concentration yeah. camp in Germany, it's like, bro, this guy didn't choose yeah. this. He didn't do anything but wake up yeah. Jewish. Like he didn't choose this life. And now he's, he's getting, his wife is killed, his family, his friends. And he's just like, come on, man. Like. I got laid off. I remember at the beginning of 20 in 2020 from, from my job. And I remember like, now I got all these friends who are like, I got this job. I'm getting paid more. And I'm like, at that time I was the highest paid friend in my, like my close <laughs> friend group. I was making the most money and I could have continued yeah. on. And now it's like, could I go back into like corporate world? Could I go back? Sure. But like my biggest thing is similar to the authority thing is I'm like, bro, I know what it feels like to not be in control. I know what it feels like for someone to just, oh, we can't, yeah. you're fired. Mm -hmm. So if that's going to happen to me anyways, I might as yeah. well wake up every fucking day and do something I give a fuck about, use my current mm -hmm. pain. And now like similar to like a gym, choose yeah. the pain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's similar to like, yeah, it's like I could not go to the gym. I could not eat clean. I could do, and then what 20 years from now a doctor's gonna hit me up and be like you're dying really fast you're dying no matter what but now you're dying yeah. faster uh because because you're not you're not yeah. being healthy and i could i could just wait till that moment and then it's like oh it's out of my control damn or i could choose pain and you could go yeah. through it to create this body this physique this whatever that you want and i think that's similar when i think of art i'm like and i think of like what we get to do as yeah. artists and everyone I really believe has the way to create art, which is for a whole other conversation. But like, I just think that there's something about using and leveraging that pain, that, that those issues, those things, that story, all it is, is just your story. Really? You know what I mean? Like, but choosing yeah. it and like choosing to like whatever medium, the medium's the medium. If it's painting today or if it's writing a story tomorrow, if we're doing a fucking podcast. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm doing with this. I got a fucking mic in my hand. I'm in Brazil. Uh, like, the, like it, whatever those things we're doing, it's like, I'm, where the medium is just the medium. It's the canvas. It's yeah. the whatever. It's just, I'm choosing. Maybe it's an envelope from USPS and Amazon, yeah. but I'm going to draw on it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're doing whatever you want. And I think that, I think there's something really important about that and i think the only reason why i even wanted to have the conversation about pain is because i think part of maybe it's the hustle culture thing like i think there's a lot of artists who try to run from this conversation and maybe i'm wrong but like at least i feel like it's like nah you don't need to hustle you don't need to grind you don't and it's like i'm not saying hustle and grind but i am saying that like 
to get to that next phase of great art, it's not always, it's not comfortable. Like, and I think great artists know that in whatever they're yeah. creating, it's like, it's not comfortable. And it's because they want to say something so bad at whatever cost that they're willing to do it's it at whatever cost. Mm. Yeah. It's just a conviction. And it's like, that's, but that's great art. And I'm not, it's not like, I think it looks like hustle. It might look like yeah. grind, you know, it might look like hustle culture stuff, but it's like, but in the end it's like, Oh, I just, I gotta fucking do it. Yeah. You know? And I think that's like, at least when I'm around a lot of great art, especially in the indie scene, you know, like, it's like, there's just a lot of news. You're like, don't, I don't want to talk about money. And it's like, that's all I want to talk about, nigga. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, but it's not because, and maybe it's the hip hop in us as well. Like, like we're in this indie scene where it's like, there's when a lot niggas of in like the indie scene, bro. Like, <laughs> niggas in the indie scenes. So I'm like, I'm in this shit, and it's like, oh yeah, we're, this is cool. Oh, folk music, Bon Iver, and I'm like. I can't wait to get the McLaren. And everyone's like, oh, man, why do you have capitalism? And I'm like, no, bitch. But honestly, too, give the me people my Mercedes. Who aren't like that, like, they just never been broke. Like, they didn't grow up broke. Honestly. Like, real <laughs> yeah, shit. Maybe that's it. They just did not grow up broke. Like, bro, like, I just want to be comfortable. I just want to be able to buy whatever the fuck I want. Like, there's not many things <laughs> I want to buy. You know what I mean? I want, yeah, yeah, I want to take care of my fam. I want to make sure fam's good, make sure again. mom's good. You feel me? That's how I know I've made it. I never cook again. Yeah. There's just, there's things that we want to do. And there's people, like, I'm, especially being down here in Brazil, man, like, just having my eyes open up to Yaz's whole side, like, of her family. So it's like, oh, man, there's so many people yeah. I want to help. Like, I remember driving that G-Wagon, like, around in L.A. I rented a G-Wagon. He didn't so rent it. It's his. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for 24 hours <laughs> and I just like drove around just cause I like, I needed a car for 24 hours. And so I decided, fuck it, let me do the G wagon. Um, and, uh, you know, I had people like even Yaz's family, like, and they hit me up and I told you this Scotty, but like that I had texted them all. And I said, I would, I will not get this yeah. life. Until, until I will not buy this bracket. Yeah. I will not yeah. do this until I take care of other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, so of course I want money. But it's like, that's just part of, I guess, part of the artistic expression of like how I want to create my life. But that's how I just look at life is it's constantly something that we're yeah. creating. There's constantly something new that we're creating. And we get to do that however the fuck yeah. we want. Um, and I don't think there is one set way um, to mm -hmm. do things. So anyways, this is, this has been good. It's 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'll cut up yeah. a little bit, probably like five honestly, minutes. Honestly, I forgot to charge my phone. So this works out. We can come back. <laughs> is, your is your phone no, about no, to no, die? No. I have like, I have like 24%. We're good. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, perfect. this is good, man. This is good. I'll probably do, we'll do a 